Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome uh, to our show for the very first time, Mary Moore, founder and executive director of the Retirement Industry Trust Association, better known as RITA, R-I-T-A. They're involved in the self-directed retirement industry. She speaks to us from their headquarters in beautiful Sarasota, Florida, where it is on this day in October over 90 degrees. Mary, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. Great to be with you. So, Mary, uh, you took your law degree and, and MBA from University of Denver, and uh, you've been in, you were employed by or ran the trust department for some very large, well-known firms, and then you were instrumental in the creation and passage of the Roth IRA uh, after uh, creating RITA. And uh, you speak at industry conferences uh, throughout the country, and sometimes you're asked, you're, you're called upon to be an expert witness for litigation cases for the industry. So give us a little of your background, will you? Well, I think you've summed up some of the highlights, and I will tell you that the industry uh, in retirement has been growing uh, substantially over the last, oh, well, almost 40 years for me. And particularly, this niche of self-directed retirement plans has been booming. Uh, as people age out of 401ks, retire or change jobs, and they want to create IRAs, and they want to have control over their assets and investments, they come to uh, companies that are members of the Retirement Industry Trust Association, that are custodians and banks that administer their self-directed retirement plans. It's a very exciting and and booming industry right now. I'm so thrilled to be part of it. Well, good. You know, it doesn't sound overly exciting uh, for those who haven't heard of it, but but I know that it is. So, first of all, let's start with what is a self-directed IRA? Well, self-directed basically uh, is is not a legal term. But it's a term that we use because all IRAs can be fully self-directed um, based on the 1974 federal law that we refer to as ERISA, which was the original enabling legislation for all retirement plans as we know them today. Right. So when people generally think of IRAs, they think of stocks, bonds, that are listed uh, and valued every day, as well as mutual funds. But in our space, in the self-directed world, there's a full spectrum of investments. Basically, the IRS says that you cannot invest in uh, collectibles or life insurance. And other than that, the, 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 the world is, is your full palette of what you want to choose as your invested assets in your retirement account. And that's what we mean by self-directed. Okay, so uh, why is so someone's going to, uh, let's take a real simple case, uh, loan money to their brother-in-law for their IRA. Is that is that allowable? 
Is that a good example? Well, there are there are rules in terms of who, with whom you can invest. So rather than just across the board say yes or no, you have to really uh, look at the the individual situation of that investment and whether it is a uh, a family member, uh, what type of family member, etc. So okay. So, but, but give us an example of, of a real simple self-directed IRA. Just give us an example of one. Well, an example would be you have uh, $100,000 in your IRA, and you want to buy a um, rental property. So you can buy the rental property in your IRA, and the rent comes into the IRA, and the expenses come out of the IRA. Okay, so you buy this rental property, let's just make it simple, you pay cash for it, okay, why do you then need a trustee for that transaction? You need a trustee because the Internal Revenue Service wants to keep track of what you're doing with your retirement assets. So you need the custodian or the trustee of the account to work on the valuation annually of that asset and report to the IRS what the value of that investment is. And certainly, when you become right now age 70 and a half, or the year in which you become 70 and a half, you have to start taking required minimum distributions. Okay, so so so, IRS so wants to make sure that they get their fair share of the tax dollars due to them. Okay. Take money out of your IRA. So let's say then that someone owns this uh, this property. Uh, well, let's say uh, well they own this property and uh, they typically have invested through TD Ameritrade. Okay. Well, TD Ameritrade doesn't know about this property. They don't know what it's worth. They have to value it every year, etc. So this person who owns a property is not able to go through TD Ameritrade. So they need to find a specialist trustee, let's call them, who works in that industry or in this space to value it, make sure the RMDs occur, etc. Is that it? That's correct. That's correct. And those are the member firms of RITA, the Retirement Industry Trust Association. So you can find those on the website, rita.org, and that um, uh, will give you all of our what we call directed custodians. So you want to be able to find the directed custodians at ritaus.org. And and to to make this clear here, uh, that custodian they are they're like an escrow company. They don't have anything to do with the investment. You don't go to them to buy the investment. You just go to them to provide the service that they provide for that particular transaction and ongoing needs. Is that correct? That's right, Charlie. They do not opine on the good, bad, or ugly of the investment. They simply take instructions from the account owner in what the account owner wants to invest in. And so long as that's not disallowed by the IRS, and so long as it's something that they reasonably believe is administratively feasible, that is that they can value it at least once a year, uh, that it doesn't have any undue costs uh, or risks 
to the trust company, then they'll accept it. And it's the duty of the owner of the account to monitor that investment as it goes forward. Okay, so so the trust company, again, like an escrow company, who would never say you're overpaying for this property uh, or you're underpaying or whatever, the trust company does not, that they just say it's legal for you to buy this, and then they don't keep track of things other than the value and the things that they have to keep track of to provide to the IRS. Uh, that's all they do, and they don't provide the investment or the investment advice or anything like that, correct? That's right. And if the IRA owner chooses to have an investment advisor, whether it's a registered investment advisor or a registered representative broker, they certainly can can have that, but they don't have to. Right, right. So uh, the investment is completely up to them here. Okay. That's right. Okay. And so uh, some of these trustee companies, are they companies that, uh, uh, that you know, uh, some of our listeners have heard of before? Or are, is this such a narrow niche that probably our, our listeners have not heard of them? Well, I think that depends. I mean, it's not the fidelities of the world. Um but uh, some of our firms are very well known in this space. So I would encourage uh, your listeners to visit the website and look at our member directory. Okay. Are they sometimes banks or are they, you know, standalone companies focused simply uh, or strictly on, uh, on these transactions and services? They can be banks. They can be uh, uh, trust companies. Uh, these firms, for the most part, are state-chartered and regulated uh, banking institutions, so they come under the jurisdiction of, of the various state uh, banking departments, and they're audited on a regular basis. They're required to have certain types of insurance. Uh, they're, uh, they're heavily regulated. Okay. And I think that's a good thing for investors. Of course, of course. Now, just to give us an idea here, I, I know that uh, I'm sure the fees that they charge, uh, that's up to them, and uh, there's a range of fees. But many of our, our listeners are going to be asking themselves right now, well, you know, I wouldn't mind doing this, but I don't want to pay half of what I'm paying into the investment for the trustee. It sounds like a fair amount of work, etc. What's a range of the annual fees they're going to charge uh, for providing these services. Can you provide us that information? Well, I can give you a general range. Um, certainly, it is uh, typically very much less than 1%, very much less than what an investor would pay an investment advisor for investment uh, selection purposes. So some of the firms may charge by each asset and the type of asset held some uh, used to charge, a lot used to charge a percentage uh, of asset value, but generally it's between a quarter and a half percent, which typically, let's just say, uh, it would be 250 to $500, depending on the type of transactions, the number of transactions, etc. Okay, and that's, that's a per year fee or charge? Yes. Okay. Well, that, that, that helps us. So we're talking about a, a minimal amount, and, and I have some experience with, uh, um, with some of these trustee companies. And they're, you know, trustees, uh, they're quality people. They don't go into becoming a trustee because they're a jerk and they want to rip somebody off. And so, uh, 
you know, the, all the ones I have met have been quality. And so he, here's a particular scenario. I have heard here in Southern California, Mary, more than once uh, commercials on the radio uh, with people saying, hey, take your IRA money and start a business. So call us and that's what we do for a living and we will help you. Okay, so is that kind of a popular thing? Is that something that that lots of uh, investors uh, look at and, and is often used for uh, the, the RITA uh, uh, trustees? Well, I would say, generally speaking, yes. Uh, there are rules that have to be followed in terms of if you use your IRA money to start a business, you can't pay yourself a salary. You can't uh, you can't take extra benefits from that business. So, for example, if the business owns a, a, a vehicle, you can't personally drive that vehicle. Um, so there are, there are a lot of rules in terms of how to do it. And, again, you know, with whom can you contract for the establishment of a business? But, you know, certainly there are really big businesses such as PayPal that were started with $1,800 in an IRA. So it's possible uh, the ability to raise funds in private equity using IRA money is substantial. So it just has to be done right, Charlie. Okay, and you know, uh, we wouldn't expect anything to be simple coming out of the IRS, would we, Mary? So no. I, I know it's complicated here. And do these trustees, you know, again, that they are very knowledgeable of all of the requirements and are they a good resource for uh, people to go to when there are questions? Uh, if any of our uh, listeners say, hey, I would like to start a business with my IRA money, or I'd like to get involved in real estate investing in IRA money, etc. cetera. Uh, are any of these uh, 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 trustee companies people that they can ask questions of and give them direction, or does that typically uh, come from the investment uh, providing person? Well, I would say absolutely the trust companies that are members of RITA have very robust websites. Uh, they have free webinars. They have a lot of educational information available on their websites. And uh, uh, an investor can pick up the phone and talk to um, a customer service representative, explain what they're trying to do, and see if the trust company will accept it. So it's it's pretty straightforward once people know what what kind of investment they want and you know you can also loan money to a startup company that's a that's private equity that's another way to use your IRA money okay so uh, just lots and lots of opportunity there here so let's uh, let's change the subject a little bit uh, you guys I'm sure do uh, uh, legislative advocacy, and, and I'm sure it's at the national level, correct? Yes, primarily on a national level. We do some state work from time to time, but I would say 90% of what we do is on the federal level. Okay, so can you give us uh, a feel for what you see in regards to the future for IRAs? Uh, are legislators in tune with what people want and need, and you know, very willing to move forward there, or is there significant resistance from certain portions of uh, the legislative uh, people uh, that, you know, they're just helping people who are rich already, and, uh, 
you know, let's help the poor people or something like that. How, how should we see the future for opportunities in retirement, investing and planning? Well, that's a really good question, Charlie. I would say um, it, it's mixed. I mean, this is one of the things that keeps me up at night, quite frankly, because we really never know what the next piece of legislation will look like. We have glimpses from time to time, and it does seem as if uh, certain provisions or ideas are, are recirculated. Uh, so, for example, uh, there is a... Um, uh, pending legislation now called the SECURE Act that would extend required minimum distributions from 70 and a half to 72 uh, years old. So we think that's great. That's moving in the right direction. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a big legislation uh, push for um, looking to make all IRAs Roth IRAs. That would be using after-tax dollars instead of pre-tax dollars. Yeah. And uh, we actually pushed against that uh, because we want all savings vehicles available to Americans to save. Sure. The more the merrier. So, um, you know, we never know what's, what's coming next. Um, and it's, it's retirement, you would think, would be a bipartisan issue. Yeah. But there are there are factions on both sides uh, that um, don't want people to have too much money in their IRA. Um, they don't want people to necessarily take um, advantage of the front-end tax break, uh, generally speaking, about 30 cents on the dollar with pre-tax money and retirement savings. So it, it, it the, the tides change, uh, you know, uh, on a regular basis, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that here. So, Mary, a question we'd like to ask all of our guests, even though you're not in the investment world. What book on investing or a book on um, a self-directed IRAs uh, could you recommend for us? Well, I have a couple of ideas. Uh, the first one is not a book, but it's a free publication from the IRS. It's called Publication 590. You can get it online. And it pretty much outlines all of the rules and regulations about IRAs. And I think in terms of a free guide on how to do IRAs the right way, that's one of the best sources. We also have a member, Matt Allen, who has written a book called Leverage Your IRA. He works with the North American Savings, which is a bank that specializes in loaning money to properties that are going to be purchased in IRAs. So that's a terrific book as well. Hey, well, great. Thank you very much. And again, uh, nobody expects simplicity out of anything that comes from the uh, IRS. But, uh, you know, today education is so very, very important. So tell us, for those who would like to know more, can you provide your website and contact information, Mary? Yes. Uh, the website is ritaus.org. And you can reach me at mmohr at ritaus.org. Okay, so Mary, what final words do you have for us today here? Well, what I would say is for investors looking to fully diversify their IRA retirement assets, do your homework. Do, invest in what you know. We have people that uh, invest in real estate in their hometown, 
and they like to say, oh, I can drive by my retirement plan. There's, there's that income property. Or we have people in the state of Washington who fish and want to rent, rent out fishing rights that they own in their IRA. That's allowed. So the real gem of self-directed IRAs is that you can invest in what you know. If you're an expert in an area, you can use your IRA funds to further that investment in what you know. And and, and uh, those are excellent examples, Mary. Thank you. And just to confirm here, the funds stay in the IRA. So they don't come out and they're not taxed at the change of these investments, correct? That's correct. That's correct. So if you invest in a property and the value goes up, you don't pay capital gains on that gain while the money is in the IRA. You will have to pay tax on it when you retire, whether it's age, you know, 70 and a half or 72 when you're required to take uh, RMDs, but uh, you won't pay taxes on the gain until you take it out uh, when you're when you have to. Okay. And another quick question here, Mary, uh, and, and your guys' experience and the things that the trustees are saying, what's the source for most people who do these self-directed IRAs? What's the source that, uh, you know, created the opportunity for them or gave them the idea? Was it an investment advisor? Are they looking at different, uh, you know, opportunities online or something? How, how do they get typically get involved in these things? Well, as I said, they typically uh, have expertise, whether, let's just say, for, for example, real estate, and they know that there's an area of economic development in their town, and they know they can pick up property um, at a discount, and they want to buy that in their IRA. Um, if they are um, entrepreneurs and they have a business idea, uh, if they have a patent idea, uh, they could they could invest in that in the IRA. So it's what people know. That's really how they can best utilize a self-directed IRA. Okay. Well, thank you very much. So, Mary, we really appreciate uh, you spending some time with us today. Our uh, best wishes for the continued success of Rita, and it's certainly a worthy endeavor. And I've met uh, lots of folks who have uh, self-directed IRAs and uh, haven't heard any complaints so far. And uh, it's, it can be a, a great opportunity for them. So thank you again for joining us today and hope things uh, continue to go well for you. Thank you, Charlie. Good talking with you. Again, we've been talking with Mary Moore, a founder and uh, executive director of the Retirement Industry Trust Association, or RITA, speaks to us from Sarasota, Florida. And uh, we'd love to hear from any of our listeners. Uh, you can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing.